Axis Mundi. You're listening to an irreverent podcast. Visit irreverent.fm for more content from our amazing lineup of creators. Welcome to Straight White American Jesus. My name is Brad Onishi, faculty at the University of San Francisco. Our show is hosted in a partnership with the CAP Center UCSB, and I'm here today with my co-host. I'm Dan Miller, professor of religion and social thought at Landmark College. Nice to see you, Brad, as always. Good to see you too, Dan. I think we're both at that point of the semester. I always tell my students it's this is the hard time because we have Thanksgiving break in fall, and so that's not does not provide a rational break. So instead of like getting a break at the end of October, which would make total sense, we get at the end of November. So there's this huge stretch of time, like, and this is where people start getting sick and colds and not wanting to come to class and professors are trying to keep up on grading and failing and blah, blah, blah. However, professors like us are looking forward to November because we have a live event and y'all have heard about it by now. So I'm not going to go over all the details. We have a live event, November 18. Join us in Denver. I want to answer one question that a bunch of people have asked, which is if you sign up for the live stream, will you be able to watch it later if you have a conflict or maybe you need to like watch an hour and then go take your kid to you know practice or get to family dinner or something? And the answer is yes. So if you sign up, we'll, we will make sure you can watch the live stream anytime you want, and we'll make that available to you. Second, Dan, we have a, a brand new sponsor for the event. The Baptist Joint Committee. So if you all remember Amanda Tyler, who is the leader of that organization, came on the show a couple months ago. Amanda worked with Andrew Seidel to do a report on January 6th. And Amanda and the Baptist Joint Committee lead up a initiative called Christians Against Christian Nationalism. So as you can imagine, they're a perfect partner for our event. And we just want to say thanks to the Baptist Joint Committee. We're super thankful for your support. And we look forward to working with you. I just want to throw out there, this is, uh, you know, because I'm I've, I'm the, what, the sort of de facto former SBC Southern Baptist Convention person, nothing but love for the Baptist Joint Committee. Won't go all into it. People won't believe this. But once upon a time, Baptists were really, really staunch defenders of separation of church and state. They're part of the reason why it's in the Constitution. And years ago, when there were still like battles in the SBC about whether they were going to be moderate or just firmly conservative and so forth, the Baptist Joint Committee kind of held that traditional line of separation of church and state and anti-Christian nationalism and all of that and was basically forced out of the Southern Baptist Convention and has been a voice sort of for that within the the kind of, you know, kind of progressive Baptist circles for a long time. So really, really excited about that and and just nothing but a lot of respect and love for the work of the Baptist Joint Committee. Yeah, no, couldn't could not be more excited that they're going to be uh, sponsoring and helping us to sponsor and make happen this event. So, all right, Dan, let's get into it. Last yesterday afternoon, there was the last January 6th select committee hearing. Uh, it ended with the thing that I think everyone is talking about, which is the committee voting to subpoena Donald Trump. We can talk about that if you'd like, Dan, and I'm I'm happy to get into it. My very short and trite conclusion is that it, it, it was good to do because of history and because of principle. 
and I'm glad they did it. It there's no chance in hell that Donald Trump's ever going to sit down and testify or say anything. So happy to talk more about that here in a minute. What I really do want to talk about though is just sort of some of the new things that came out and. If nothing else, these committee hearings have just been great reminders in a time when we're all so distracted by everyday's news because of the ways that we consume news now. Uh, these things really do put January 6th and the treachery that happened there back into focus. And I think that happened yesterday, at least, at least for me. One of the things we learned is that the Secret Service knew more about potential threats ahead of time than was previously understood. The Washington Post has a, a nice piece, but so does every other outlet. And they talk about how they received tips. They received uh, intel that there were going to be people who were armed and people who were willing to be violent. As early as December 26th, Secret Service officials were sharing uh, tipsters warnings and, and had intel that extremist groups uh, had plans to come to the Capitol and were willing to be violent. The written record says they think they will have a large enough group to march into D.C. armed and will outnumber the police so they can't be stopped. Their plan is to literally kill people. So, Dan, and I think this is this brings up a couple of things for me. One of them is we already knew that there was a grand failure on the part of of law enforcement to prepare for January 6th. Uh, if we go all the way back you know, to some of the previous hearings and some of the previous uh, things we learned there. Uh, there's a great report out. Well, <clears throat> there's there's all kinds of stuff that, that can't, has come out of the hearings. But one of the things is, and this is actually from uh, Washington Post, even before the hearing started, is just how law enforcement didn't act on tips, didn't act on uh, intel that they had. And so if we go back to Washington Post from actually almost just about a year ago, it says alerts were raised by local officials, FBI informants, social media companies, former national security officials, researchers, lawmakers, and tipsters, and on and on and on. Uh, the WAPO did an investigation with 230 people and thousands of pages of court documents, audio, video, photographs, and they found that across kind of security institutions in the United States, uh, there was just a grand failure despite having warning that people really were planning this and that there was a president who was encouraging them to come and encouraging them to raise hell and all that kind of stuff. I think the thing that stuck out here, Dan, and this might seem like minutia, but it, it kind of scared me enough to talk about, which is that if the Secret Service knew all of this ahead of time, if there was a kind of circulating set of intel about uh, what was going to happen on J6. And if on J6, they looked out into the crowd, and, and we have these records now too, Cassidy Hutchinson talked about it in her testimony, that they were talking about how people were armed, they were texting each other, that there were folks uh, that might have multiple weapons, and that there could be the potential for gunfire. Thanks for listening to this free preview of our Swag episode. In order to get access to the full episode and so much more, Become a Straight White American Jesus premium subscriber by clicking the link in the show notes. It'll take you like two clicks, I promise. In addition to getting access to this episode, you'll have access to the entire Swag archive, over 550 episodes. You'll also get an extra episode every month, ad-free listening, Discord access, and so much more. All that for less than six bucks a month, and it helps us keep our flag up and continue to safeguard democracy from religious nationalism, extremism, 
and rising authoritarianism. Check it out. It's not hard, I promise. 